Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We are on episode 86. With me, my co-captain, as always, Scott Larson. And Scott, we got a guest on today. We do have a guest on today. And I bet they even use flipping out pinball. I, I think they ooh, do. I bet hmm. they do. Oh, yeah. they, uh, she even bets we do, too. Yeah. So, do you know why she uses flipping out pinball along with us? She's flipping out pinball. Probably because Zach owns part of my soul because she's probably also part of the TPN. Wait, did you? Wait, okay, so that's what you, you got your for your soul? I only got like some hubba bubba for my soul. Or, or Alf Pogs. You remember that? Alf, uh, from the Simpsons episode when Bart sells his soul. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> I like how we've already went off track and we're talking about our sponsor. This yeah. Awesome. No, okay. Nice. So speaking of selling your soul, uh, if you need to buy a <laughs> pinball machine, uh, contact Zach and Nicole Mini at Flipping Out Pinball. They will be able to hook you up with all your pinball needs. And um, if you need that new, you know, Jurassic Park was just on the line. So, uh, or if you want to get that Godzilla, and maybe you want to have a lizard uh, group, you can put Jurassic Park and Godzilla next to each other. But uh, anything that you want. Uh, they are certainly willing to, and able to figure out ways of helping you out. So contact Zach and Nicole at Flipping Out Pinball. So the real question is, would you, would you sell your soul to Zach for a 40th, number 40, 40th edition Elvira? That's true. He still is. You know, Elvira is not really my theme, uh, but I'm sure there is an audience for her. And you know what? Definitely. He has the 40th edition number 40. That's not the only one he has. Um, he has another one, I believe. He has number sixty nine as well. Uh, if that I one has not sold, sold yet, that one. he did. He did. One. He oh, did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we had a House of Horrors and we sold it before the anniversary edition came out. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to properly introduce. So this woman, if you ever go to a pinball show, she's probably either going to be hanging out with like John Borg or Zombie Yeti or Dwight Sullivan because that's that's her homie. I love my Dwight. And she's like the life of the party. As soon as you walk in, she knows she's there. It is Amanda Hamilton with the Free Play Pinball Podcast. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm good, guys. How are you? You know what? It's the start of summer, and we are just starting to get in the groove. Same. Awesome. You can get to your garages again to play pinball. You don't have to shovel snow now. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't joke about it. It snowed two weeks ago here in Utah. Are you serious? Well, okay, now, out by you? <laughs> Did it not snow up by you? Well, okay, yeah, in the mountains. What do you oh, live well, on? What do you I live on, Hoth? I technically do live in the mountains. So, yes, it snowed up here like two oh, weeks wow. ago. Okay. What is that like? Oh, they had to get their tauntauns out and run around. <laughs> oh, man, I hear those things smell if you cut them open. That's true, they do. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not very fun to go from 75 degree weather down to uh, 40 and, and snowing, mm-hmm. so... I, I will say these two months happen. They are my favorite months in um, in Utah, like the June and July up until July 4th. And then it starts getting really hot in July and August. But yeah. I, I like I was out putting together a, an umbrella outside and it's beautiful temperature. It's perfect. Define hot for me, please. Well, you live in Florida, so okay. I Florida do. is not. Yeah, no. Okay, so you I have do not, humidity. We don't have that here. I don't want to live uh, in any place that has a season named after a natural disaster. That is we true. We have four seasons here. So, for your listeners who are not familiar, I do live in Florida. I live in Northeast Florida, um, and I have for a very long time. 
And we have four seasons in Florida. We have summer, we have hurricane season, we have football season, and we have love bug season, and they all overlap. Love bug. Love bug. Okay, I'm not yeah. familiar with love bug season. Like, like herbie? love bugs are abominations created by man at the University of Florida to help control the mosquito population, and they're literally these two little black bugs that are conjoined at the butt. And they have orange heads and they get on your car in the spring and in the fall and they eat your paint. It's, it's disgusting. They're so nasty and they're everywhere wow. and they climb on you and you think you're being attacked by spiders and they're harmless. They just are annoying. And this so, was a, this is a bad genetic experiment. Yeah, basically. And because Florida man, I don't know. I don't know why we do the things we do here. You do yeah. realize they have things called mosquito hawks. Like they could have just, Use those and like, no, it, it's always dangerous when you uh, introduce a new species into an ecosystem. Yes, controlling two bugs at the butt does not. Yeah, however, <laughs> it's I, fully more safe than in introducing an invasive species. I did like during COVID though when people were talking about like units of measurement. Someone said, "Well, I'm from Florida, and so during COVID they were saying stay an alligator apart from your uh, coworker." Yep. Um, and depending on which part of Florida you're in, and I mean, cause our alligators will get big, we'll get 12 to 15 foot alligators. So that exceeds mm -hmm. that six foot rule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that, is that a guy measuring the alligator? I'm just, it probably is. It yeah, probably is suspecting it's wrong. Like I it. mean, sometimes wrong. they measure them by Python. Yeah. You know, we have that Python issue down in South Florida too. So yeah, yeah. that happened in, uh, didn't that happen with like hurricane Andrew, like a whole bunch of pythons got into the Everglades and they just took over. Yeah, basically pythons yeah. and boas. People would buy them for pets and they'd get so big they couldn't handle them. So they just let them go. So sure. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah, we can't release mosquito hawks, but we can release pythons. Come yeah. on now. Come on. Bugs. But Josh, okay, you so... would appreciate this. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, um, you would appreciate this. When it does get cold in Florida for the three days a year, it does. They put out <laughs> warnings because the iguanas will fall out of the trees and land on you. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Iguanas falling from the sky, cats and dogs living together. So, okay. Me meanwhile, pinball. Pinball. Hey, pinball, guys. Pinball. Tell us about yourself, Amanda, and about free play and all that jazz. So, I am almost pinball legit. We have been in this, my husband and I have been in this hobby now for almost five years. So, mm. I am almost allowed to talk almost about Almost Dave Fixworthy. Yep. Yes. I am almost allowed to talk about it with authority. So, I run pinball, uh, free play pinball podcast with Bill Webb, who some of your listeners may remember. He did he co-hosted Special When Lit with Ken Cromwell, and he also is on um, Flipping Out Monday Night Pinball Stream on Twitch. And we are kind of a fun show, real laid back. We focus on the positivity of pinball. There's a lot of guys that do serious shows, but there's not a lot of women in pinball. And there's also a lot of focus on the bad when there's so much good and we forget. Right. So I try yes. to make it fun. Um, even as long as I've been in it, I'm still very new. So there's a lot of me asking silly questions that other people may be embarrassed to ask. Um, a lot of cutting up and having fun. A lot of talk of how we would build a Harry Potter pinball machine. And that's usually if we have to wait on because Bill has nothing <laughs> to do with that. <laughs> yeah so awesome. it's it's something that uh that we really love my husband and i do and i kind of attach to it and 
in doing so, I kind of got attached to a lot of the people involved in it, you guys included. Yes. And have made some great friends through it. Definitely. So what was your gateway to pinball? Oh, my gateway drug to pinball was my husband and I bought a house and it was in an area that we didn't really have many friends. So we were trying to figure out something we could have at the house to like get people to come over. Like we were literally trying to buy friends. And in Florida, it's so hot. If you don't have a pool, you you stay inside. So he one day was like, let's get a pinball machine. And I'm like, what? What? So we started playing them. We went to a couple different places and started playing them. And we both kind of fell in love with Star Wars, the Stern Star Wars, and picked that up. And then we picked up a Did pirate. Did you pick up the pro, the premium, the pin? We Which one? a premium. Okay. Yeah. And it was fun. But... um. I'm not good at pinball and my husband's very good at pinball. So I was really bored a lot waiting for him to finish. So we got a second game, which happened to be a Pirates CE. The JJP. Wow. Yeah. We like, we're, yeah, we, we didn't go home. We've got a house. We have $15,000 lying around. Yeah. Well, and I mean, this was when nobody wanted it. So Mm -hmm. we picked it up. It was actually, it had like less than five plays on it. The guy bought it and, turned it on and played a couple of games and his wife walked into the room and was like, Hey, I'm pregnant. This is a nursery now. And he turned around and sold it to us for like dirt cheap. Wow. Yeah. Lucky. Do you still own it? No, but I own two more pins because of it. Nice. Yeah. Funded two more. I miss that game so much. (laughs) Two Ellie's um, from Stern. Yeah. (laughs) It it got us a, a new inbox, yellow brick road and a TNA. Dang. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, we did okay with it. But um, yeah, it, I hated Pirates at first, and I started watching Eric Minier from JJP play it on his stream. And once I learned how to play and kind of how the rules worked, I really started loving pinball. Mm-hmm. And then it just it just went downhill from there. Like, it just got bad. You went down the rabbit hole, Alice? Yeah, it's one of those ones where we have games in multiple rooms. Now it's, it's getting ugly. Mm-hmm. So let's fast forward then, because obviously, I mean, you got into pinball, but... Then what started free play? Like you just one day woke up, you're like, and it's time to do a podcast. Kind of. Um, Special when lit had stopped. Um, Ken took a position at Jersey Jack. So it became a conflict of interest for him to have his independent podcast because he was doing one for the company. And Bill and I had become really good friends. We never met in person, ironically enough. Like we had not met in person, but we would, I was always on their stream talking to him. And we would always text back and forth. And we finally started talking on the phone. And we would literally talk on the phone for hours, multiple days a week about pinball. And he reached out to me and he's like, hey, we should do a podcast. And I was like, okay. I mean, sure, why not? And um, ironically enough, Zach had asked me to be a special guest on the pinball show. So I kind of got my feet wet, like trial by fire with Zach. And um and that started it, and there was pretty good reception. So Bill and I started our show, and we've been going for a little over a year now. Nice. And it's been a blast. We've had so much fun. And and you re- you release on the Pinball Network. So we if do. You're sub- if you're subscribed to the Pinball Network, it's one of the shows that you'll be getting. Yes. Yes. We try to do a show every two to three weeks. Um, I have an incredibly busy schedule, and so does Bill. So we do what we can. I don't want to make it work. It's something I love. So I don't want to turn this into work, but I am, I am part of the pinball network. I'm actually an administrator for the pinball network now. So 
I get to oversee um, and talk to and meet and collaborate with some of the most amazing content creators outside of the Loser Kids. I know. We're kind of on an island, aren't we? You guys kind of are. You guys are on the island, but everybody loves to go visit your island. So it's cool. It's like, the fun we love island. Our it's the it fun is. Island. We love our it's lizard like Castaway Key. You can't stay there forever, but it's fun to show up every once in a while. It is. It is. It's yeah. better than Hotel California, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, the island where Pinocchio goes to. The uh, oh, the Lost Boys or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure Island. Ple- yeah, yeah. But- I think it was Pleasure Island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh. not going to be in the remake. No. <laughs> no. That, man, I would love to see that. Live action pleasure. pleasure. I, don't. I, I don't think that's safe for the show. Yeah. No, no. That, seriously. That'd be, you're taking the kids to it. You're like, wait, it's X-rated? This is, this is not what I remember from mm. the movie. Yeah. Kids, I think we went to the wrong movie. Yeah. It's don't like those memes. It's like, I think I downloaded the wrong Hocus Pocus. Like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, by the way, Hocus Pocus, that is a terrible show. We watched and it last year. out a sequel. Okay, it's a terrible show. We watched it last year with our kids. I've never seen it. And I was like, how is this even a thing? It's a terrible show. I might have to drop off now because my daughter and I watch Hocus Pocus like year round. Wow. Okay. Love it. We it's love it here. So uh, yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, it's a cult classic. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, Josh, we're going to drop Amanda and we're just going to get someone else on. So. Oh, okay, okay. Well, before we drop her off, though, I at least want to uh, talk about how we then got tied in and roped in with Amanda because she has been very helpful to me, at least. Okay. This last are, what are month you, or uh, two. Okay, it's been a so couple you're months, yeah. You're teasing. You're you're talking about the puzzle pieces that uh, we've been leaking out, right? Yes, I am talking about the puzzle pieces. We are. are should we start from? Let me start from square one. Sorry, because that's okay. where my brain's. No, let's or go. Piece let's go. one. Let's do Tarantino style. I want to start at Ooh. the end and work our way back from the beginning. It's more yeah. memento. It's Christopher Nolan. He's the one who first started. Or, or the Seinfeld backwards episode. Yes. The official reveal is we have been planning uh, a get-together at Pinball Expo this upcoming year. TPN, Loser Kid, is working together to do a 12-hour stream for autism. We're calling it Flipping the Script on Autism. Um it personally affects me. This is where we're going to go back to the beginning now. But we want you all to come join us at Pinball Expo. We're going to have guests. Uh, I'm going to talk about the two that have committed that I know will be there because they live in Chicago. We've got like Eric Minier coming on. We've got Keith Elwin. Uh, we've got Stern, JJP, American Pinball, Multimorphic. All these people have agreed to donate product. We're going to be having signings. We're going to be auctioning all the stuff off. And it's going to go directly to Learning Solutions. It's a Utah-based autism program that helps give kids with autism one-on-one learning so they can learn the basics like social skills, ABA therapy, positive reinforcement, stuff like that. Well, back to me 18 months ago, not 18 months ago. I apologize. Yeah, actually it has been 18 months ago. Holy crap. My son was diagnosed with autism or he was told, we were told that he had autistic traits and that we should start having him tested. Well, a year down the road, after doing all the testing that w- was required of us and whatnot, they had determined that he had autism. And we didn't know where to start. Because it's one of those words that like you hear often, but if you never had to deal with it, sometimes it's kind of confusing of what it is. You kind of maybe label someone as something that you don't fully understand, and then you just kind of put it in a box and put it off to the side. Well, my son, we didn't know where to start, and this new startup program, Learning Solutions, had started here in Utah, 
And they said, let's start bringing him here. Within two months, he was nonverbal. He couldn't, he, he wasn't communicating at all, even sign language or, or moving his hands or anything like that. We went to, he's actually saying words now. He's helping, he, he's learning to keep his emotions under control. If you don't know this, usually autistic people, especially the males, have a hard time of keeping emotionally in check when they're young because they have a hard time transitioning from fun things or to whatever it may be. And so it's given him the developmental skills that have been amazing. It's just been life-changing. It's only been a couple months. So I wanted to give back to this organization because I figured the pinball community is amazing. It kind of ties back to Special One Lit because they did their 24-hour stream, got talking with Ken Cromwell at TPF. He said, go for it. He said, whatever you need to do, I will help you. So it's been fantastic. Amanda came in. She has given me quite a different perspective because she has dealt with charity stuff as well. And it has really helped me on, on uh, the money side of things. And so I, I know that we're only a couple months into this and we're doing the official reveal now, but I am so appreciative of this community for TPN, for people like Amanda Hamilton, for my co-host Scott Larson. George Fisher has been amazing. Zach Many. All these people that have just come together, we have like 20 plus people involved directly with this between companies and whatnot have all just been fantastic. None of them have hesitated. They've all stepped up and said, what can we do to help? And uh, I just appreciate it. And I'm so excited to finally share this with everyone in the community because I want you to come join us. I know it's five months away, but it gives you, you don't have the excuse of, well, it's too expensive to go because you can still book a hotel. You can still get your airplane and come join us. Yeah, and also uh, we we reached out to Michael Bernard who did the uh, rush uh, rush art, and he did an excellent logo for us, and again donated that. So it's been really nice, and I love that what we're doing is this is one of the most the easiest things for us to do emotionally because we don't take any of the money. The money is coming in, and we are giving it right to the organization. And so it, this is the, the best part about it is that anytime all these charity things, sometimes it can get a little muddy to, but okay, so who's actually getting the money? I love that Josh came to me and said, yeah, we're, I'd like to raise the money for this people. And this is all we're doing. And I, I I'm really excited about it because I know this hits a local organization that really needs the help. I'm just thrilled that we were able to get a, get in on this and help out as well. I love charity work. I'm a very altruistic person. I want to help and I love kids. And I am in a fortunate position where I have not had to find these resources for myself. Um, but just because I don't need them doesn't mean I can't help support them. And obviously, we love you guys. You guys are friends. When Josh, when you brought this up to the TPN and it was being discussed, like we were on board, we were gung ho and we were vying for who got to help. So George Fisher from Don't Panic Clip, he is offering up his time and his equipment and whatever resources he has available for the stream itself. For those of you who have not checked out his stream, I am going to shamelessly plug it. His production quality is phenomenal. He is very good at this. He's fun. He's energetic. And he just brings so much to the table on that aspect. I mean, everybody loves you guys. So when we started reaching out to individuals, you had already reached out to some. I reached out to some. And immediately, as soon as I said, hey, it's Josh from Loser Kid, everybody was like, yes, what can we do? 
Now, I will say you plugged a couple of people. I also got confirmation today that um, part of the swag is going to be donated by Flippin' Out, nice. including the Creasel shirt with the little Creasel on it that oh, will be autographed by Dennis himself. So I got confirmation from that today. We are working on more donations, um, auction items, more guests. It's going to be a blast. You guys, this is going to be so, so awesome. And I mean, I don't think it can be overstated enough. 100% of all money's raised goes back to this. It's it, Nothing is coming to anybody else except for Learning Solutions to help out with other children. Yeah, and I actually invited a representative from Learning Solutions. They're going to be coming up to Chicago with us so that you, way you can hand the money directly to them. I, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like to deal with the government if I don't have to. So like, the less the less my this, hands touch money, the better, because then it just goes directly to them. And then if someone comes to sniff around and say, hey, you go talk to them, I didn't, you know, I just well, set it up. They took th care of it. This is actually super easy, too, because um, so... For the other thing I, I do, the uh, the Guatemala trip, we actually had a fundraiser on Saturday, and it was a charity golf tournament. And there were so many logistics about all of that going on, which was, uh, you know, my wife's an accountant, so it was great for her to be involved. And there's a lot of challenges when you're doing fundraising and making sure that the counting is transparent, making sure the money's going where it's supposed to, and making sure that everyone is is getting the things correctly. Um, I was, again, I'm, I'm ecstatic that this is about as, as transparent as it possibly can be in that every, every dime that goes in goes to them. Yes. So we're, I, I'm, I'm really excited. I was actually, I didn't know if I was going to make expo. Uh, but when Josh brought this up, I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely there. I'm there for you. I'm there for your family. And this is a charity that absolutely, um, it means a lot to Josh and therefore, it means a lot to me. I appreciate that very much. There's one other person we didn't mention that has actually been helping a lot too. Tommy McNichols of Jedi McMuffin. Uh, it was funny because like once we asked him to come on board, he was already spouting out like design layouts for the for the stream and how we're going to do auction and stuff like that. So Tommy's really been a help too. Um, and I'm excited. I'm I can't wait to do this. Like I've, I've been really nervous about it because like. You don't know what you do until you get in the pool, right? Like you don't know exactly mm -hmm. how it's all going to go. But uh, once once we flip on the lights and get going, I think I think all the nerves will go away. But until then, and if you do want to help out, you're more than welcome to reach us reach out to us at loserkidpinballpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we are looking for people to help or to be interviewed, whatnot. There are some pretty uh, awesome names of people that want to be interviewed, but I have I have sworn yes. to secrecy before revealing them because uh, I want. Because October is so far away, they want to make sure that they can make it to Expo because they're not from Chicago. We'll put did, it that way. Did you get Robert Mueller to come on? Oh, you knew it. we got him out of jail just to come out for this. <laughs> way to ruin the surprise, oh, Scott. You're the sorry. worst. This I is know. why I dropped Josh's name Jersh. instead of yours when I was asking for people yeah, to yeah, absolutely. Josh is, Josh is actually a nicer <laughs> guy than I am. Okay, Josh, I, I do want to talk about this, though. People, w when you started putting out the puzzle pieces, so... Why puzzle pieces? Like, what what is that significant for this uh, for this for autism? Like, tell me about that. That's what's funny is people took this as a literal puzzle, and the official logo symbol of autism is a puzzle piece. Mm -hmm. uh, four put together with the four different colors. If you notice, our logos are on top of them. 
what's truly about the puzzle pieces and the, and the colors. It's all the autism st- spectrum together. And so it's funny because we've had a lot of people that have just been so focused on like, this puzzle makes no sense because it's not bringing in a bigger image. It's just a puzzle. No, right. it's it, it's because it's it's for autism. Yeah, it's, L- look at the look at the logo for autism, and that it makes a lot more sense. Yes, and then of course there were the the conspiracies that TPN was going to finally absorb the loser kids into their empire of greatness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hey, you uh, guys got Rebby Hardy. I, I you don't need me. Trust me that on that. Yeah, we no. have so much amazing talent. I love that group, <laughs> and I mean. I'm just so glad that there can be the collaboration that there is between, and it's not just us. There are other large groups of content creators that are also assisting in this and providing information and, and just resources that we may not have had available or thought of it. Pinball is a very small community and we band together. And the pinball companies are actually stepping up for this too, which is, it's great to say that, Hey, you know, this, this this is exactly a way of giving back to the community, and what better way than a pinball company to be involved? So I, I'm really grateful for all the people at the companies that have stepped up too. Once well, made me chuckle too is like when I first approached Learning Solutions about this, I was like, I want to do this for you guys, and at first they were hesitant because it's like like no one ever says they want to give us money. It's always can you give us money? Right. And like no, well I want to be the other way around. Like I want to help you guys out. You've helped me. You're, you're doing life changing things for my family that I can, I feel like I could never pay back. Like giving someone a life outside of like making their potential so much more because they're giving them the skills for the life that they need. It's like invaluable. It's priceless. And so I'm like, let me do this for you. And it's funny because like when I brought up pinball and all this stuff, he's like, yeah, sure. Well, it was funny because like we get like two, three weeks into like I'm asking people and everyone's on board and I'm telling them all everything that's going on. And uh, Keith Meeks, who is one of the owners of Learning Solutions, is like, oh, like, I didn't realize there was such a community to this. Like, he's he's like, I thought pinball was just something you guys, you know, collected from the 50s and the 60s at ding, ding, flip, flip, you know. <laughs> and he's like, I, it's just astounded them, the support that they've seen so far. And I'm excited to see how much more support we can get for them because we haven't even done the event yet. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're floored at what we've done for them so far. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I want people to put this on their calendar. What day is it, Josh? It's October 20th. So that's the Thursday of Expo. So they always have the fly-in Wednesday and have a hot dog. And then like Thursday is kind of like, we're starting to ramp up, but it doesn't really open till 5. Well, we will be part of the vendor hall, and we will be going at 10 o'clock. As soon as, the, as, soon as they open the doors, 10 o'clock to 10 o'clock, we will be doing it the whole time until the security walks over and... And shuts off, off our machines and, and, and literally unplugs it. Button. Yes, yeah. and that's 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Correct. Central Correct. time. Yeah, I, on I, the 20th. I stay up. I stay up overnight for my job. I'm not going to stay up overnight for pinball. This is why we don't like you. I know it's true. I, I'm just a grumpy old man. So it's okay. It's okay. We'll forgive so, you this time. Thank you. Thank you. Some of the stuff will only be available at Expo, so you'll need to be there if you want specific items. Some of it. We have got agreement that they're going to ship out. So don't feel like you're missing out. If if you're like Joel Ingerberth and he's like, well, I planned a vacation because it's my anniversary. And apparently my wife's cooler than the pinball. So, you know, <laughs> we tried to solicit him to ditch his wife for this, but, you know, he he kind of likes his Something wife. Something about 
remaining married, I think, yeah, is the, no, I th- the reason yeah. behind that. I think so, too. Yeah, it was. He thought about that for a nanosecond before he said no. But he's still feeling pretty bad about it, I think. You but know, I, th- I, I think mean, he I think okay. they will be watching it on their honeymoon or their their whatever their anniversary their anniversary trip. Yeah, probably. Probably. I know mm-hmm. um, we initially were not planning on going to Expo. Um, I work for a major healthcare system in my area and I work in the information services department, which means that I go in and test all of the equipment, make sure the computers are functional in all of our hospitals. We're opening a brand new hospital in October. Mm. So I unfortunately am going to have to call in sick if that PTO is not approved Mm -hmm. because I have something pretty awesome that I need to be doing on October 20th. Um, I want to be there. The cough track that you can say, you know, well, I mean, you're a doctor. Just write me a note. That's true. I, yeah, I, I absolutely will write you a note. Be like she was playing pinball. Please excuse Amanda from work. She needed to do something important. She has That's pinballitis and cannot mm-hmm. come into work today. It's very contagious. Pinitis. Want- she has pinitis. I- <laughs> that sounds like it might itch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to. Some of these comments. We got to go through these really quick. You're okay. bringing out a range of pinball podcast branded jigsaws. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, calling it, this is Chris Chandler, partners for the JJP launch. Sorry, Chris. You're, that was a good one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, we, we could consider it, but yeah. I guess it could still happen. Uh, collaborating with Bon Jovi for a new mom rock pin. Yeah. That would yeah. have been so cool. Okay. <laughs> bon Jovi is not just mom rock. Bon Jovi rocks. Okay. One of them just put profit. <laughs> no, not like prophetic profit, like money profit. So. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. religious? <laughs> yes, we're going to be the new prophets of pinball. Uh, pinball profit. Oh, boy. That would be a great band name, Prophets of Pinball. So write that one down. Write yeah, that one down. Call the Aquabats. <laughs> uh, Scott's relaunching Deep Root. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he's got the hat on right now. <laughs> I do have the hat. The the hat that Amanda gave me, uh, but she has been trying to steal it back ever since she gave me the hat. Well, I didn't know that all that power was going to go to your head. Now you just think <laughs> that everything is easy. <laughs> well, what's funny, too, is like podcasting is easy. I heard that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the, the puzzle pieces started rolling out. And what's funny, because like Drew from Poor Man's put their logo in one of the pieces. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, why not have them? Because the, the idea is we're going to, I don't want everyone to sacrifice just a full 12 hours to be on stream. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of go through different hosts of different podcasts. They're going to interview different people. So that way you can still come to the expo, enjoy your time, do a little slice for autism and then go about the rest of your day. And yeah. so I called up drew and I was like, drew, this is what we're doing. And he's like, if I'm there, I'm on board. He's like, you pencil me in. He's like, I know it's five months away, but let's let's see what we can do so it's funny because like drew just simply doing the puzzle piece of, of poor man's in there gave mm-hmm. me an idea of like well i'll call him then so i i hope that drew wears his shirt that says tim lee sucks at pinball i well <laughs> tim lee is going to be there wearing his drew sucks at pinball shirt too. so i mean yes. i say we put him on a couch together and see how this plays out or get him like some of those giant inflatable boxing yeah. gloves I'm, and we can turn this into a charity boxing match for autism and I'm pretty sure Glenn has one that says I'm better than y'all. So probably mm-hmm. it's on the I, bottom of a skateboard. Yes. So uh, definitely if you can make it, we would love to have you guys. Uh, anybody who's interested, definitely we'll get more information out 
But I'm really excited that we are doing this and I'm excited for everybody who has really rallied behind Josh and something that's near and dear to his heart. And I don't know of anybody who doesn't like Josh. I'm sure there is some person out there, but I haven't met him yet. So there, there's a couple. Yeah. So. I thought you took care of them already. <laughs> yeah, he, he had them. He had them silenced. Exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Put them now, in Facebook this- jail for the rest of their lives. Nice. Now this is this is going to be awesome. Um, just I I'm so giddy knowing who we have commitments of showing up if they are going to be able to make it to Expo. And again, I mean, nobody is guaranteeing anything anymore because COVID. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and now monkey apparently pox. like monkeypox. Yes, that was not on my bingo card. I'm so mad. But you know, it's. The people that have verbally committed this far out already, just it gives me goosebumps thinking how much fun this is going to be. And you guys get to do like a live stream with your third co-host. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. Thank you guys again for letting us borrow him for an episode. He was a good time. We, We let him out every once in a while. Yeah. Custody battle gets a little ugly if you don't. It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, Mm -hmm. Poor Keith. (laughs) Now it's it's going to be so awesome. And I mean, some of the items that have been committed for this, these are literally one of a kind items that you're never going to see anywhere else unless somebody like hacks it on eBay. There's going to be some really cool stuff. There's going to be some stuff that is not super expensive that you can purchase at the table we are working on um, so that we don't want people to feel like if they bid on it, they have to be able to afford only LEs. Like this is something we want to raise money for in as many ways as possible. We want people to have something to show for the fact that they did this um, besides just pictures of the groups. And it's, it's just going to be so awesome. I'm so excited. I'm ready for October. Me too. Actually, my wife is coming with me, which is a big development. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. Yes, yeah. that is going to be so awesome. So, she's like a trip to Chicago, I guess. It'll be a party. If you're going to twist my arm. Yeah, it's October. <laughs> Who doesn't want to go to Chicago in October? Exactly. I guess that pretty much wraps it up. Well, you'll be hearing more from us. We're going to be pushing this pretty hard for the next couple months. Uh, we do come join us. We we will be happy to uh, hang out with you and and chit chat, and we'll have plenty of swag. It sounds like too. We're we're working on that. So. And I mean, I'll even let people beat me at pinball if they want to come and donate. Yes. Well, speaking of Scott's attempts to buy pinball companies like Deep Root, I saw that you are posting stuff on their website now to, to bring back <laughs> to bring back Deep Root from the dead. Okay, it has to be a joke, right? There's no chance this is legit. Well, considering Nap Arcade had posted that, uh, like the crossword puzzle said pinball is easy in it. Right. <laughs> it also Either. said fire and brimstone. I looked at that earlier. Hey, it looked like a Zod- it looked like a zodiac killer thing. <laughs> so <laughs> it looked like so a ransom deep, note. So is Deep Root coming back? Like or do you think they at least try to profit off of the oh, oh. how many how many prototypes were there? What did they say? Like three, four? Even if they finish the code on those. Is, It's certainly rare. Okay, there would be a level of collectability because those old magic girls from Zidware are out there somewhere. 
Well, and there's those guys over in Europe that have finished the code for Magic Girl too to get them playing. Yeah, they'd actually have to change the layout, but sure. Um, but the um, <laughs> yeah, and so like I'm hey, trust me, there are tons of people who are willing to buy this kind of stuff, but man, I just cannot see it ever really doing anything. Um, maybe, so you're not ma- cashing in the 401k and buying out their company, huh? No, I I I would buy. I would buy a real company, not a not a fake company. Well, honestly, you don't have to cash out your you wouldn't have to cash out your 401k for. I mean, it was like pennies on the dollar, wasn't it? Yeah, it's okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. It it would all it would just go to filthy lucre. So So you have no faith in this, Scott. No, I have zero faith. No, absolutely. It's uh, okay. Do you think anybody in pinball would really want i when they were trying to sell them they barely had over a hundred people who wanted to buy raza and that was and and most of them were just like committed to dealers who were planning on reselling them so i i there's zero desire to resurrect this thing they had some hope when jesus was there but when he disappeared uh, where did (laughs) jesus go did anybody find that out I think Blueberry Johnson said that he went to uh, back to Robert Mueller's personal collection. He said that was a personal item. Oh, you mean the Jesus painting? The Jesus picture. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. the picture. Yeah, jeez. Somebody needed to take the backing off of that and look for all the offshore account numbers. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So Jesus was hiding in the tomb, sadly. That's, uh, yeah. Knowing Mueller, though, that painting is, that is a standard painting you can find in any Latter-day Saints church. Yeah. Like building. I yeah. half wonder if he just stole it off the wall from he church. He probably just took like, it after he stole the people's money from church. Yeah. This would be great in my office. Yeah. Next to the casting that. couch. Oh, exactly. Jeez. God is watching over you. Yeah. When you got a second <laughs> and third wife. So. Oh, my. Anyway. Oh, yeah. My yeah. So I, I'm saying I it's it's a weird story. But yeah, I. <laughs> Again, move on, move on. There's nothing more to see here, kids. It's like Austin Powers when that lady won't die. And just yeah. like, why won't well, you die? I just said it's like it's like this bad '80s like uh, action film thing where at the very end the Terminator shows up again. Oh, I know we hit, hit you with a nuclear bomb, but you're still alive. So at least he gave you the thumbs up as he was going down the into the law. <laughs> exactly the the molten metal. Yeah. Well, he even said he would be back. I mean, come on, you had warning. I'll be back. Yeah. Oh boy. But we haven't heard much from Mueller, so it kind of shocked us when he when we did hear Deep Root was kind of coming back. So yeah, I, I yeah, Robert. I, well, I think I think Robert right now is probably being told by his actual lawyer to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, let's move on to some. Uh, I I'm excited for this. I don't know if you guys have been watching Facebook or whatnot. Okay. You're reading into the Pokemon thing at all. You know, Gary Stern raising his hands up with a Pikachu and a and a Mew. I know I'm going way too nerdy for you guys. Is, is this too much? Is this like... If uh, they don't have a Charizard wizard mode, it doesn't need to be made. Exactly. I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I've I want to played... see Jigglypoof bouncing around during a multi-ball too. I've never played Pokemon. That's fine. You only need to play the first one. Honestly, the, the first 151 of them are the most iconic, so... Okay. Isn't that like Japanese dogfighting? Isn't that basically Pokemon? No. Uh, not really, yeah. no. No. Is, don't, you have like some, don't you have like some magical creature that you like play cards and they fight each other? 
Okay, how amazing would that be if they got Ryan Reynolds to narrate the whole thing as Pikachu? <gasps> okay, yeah. See, that would be good. I'd, I'd pay for that. Actually, I thought the movie was f- funny and, that way. And, and then every time you have a ball that gets locked, it goes into the Pokeball. Yes. Oh, my this, goodness. This game literally writes itself. It does. Go and me. It, and it come does on. help that there was a Pokemon pinball game made at one point, too. So, well, come on. This is tr- I, and, I, where's and, where's but, our game at? I need this. You need a Pokemon. If Pokemon Go can make $5 billion in four years, I think that this can have a chance. I mean, seriously, come on now. Wasn't that people like running around like uh, geocaching Pokemon, basically? Essentially, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, still they still are. are. Yeah. Oh, they are? Yeah. There was a big event this weekend. Yeah. Oh, If you okay. were in Chicago, I think that's where it was, or I don't know. And did they I have enough uh, pretend Pokemons for everybody to catch? They're not pretend. Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> They're real in your phone. <laughs> Dang okay. it. All right. It's like Bitcoin and Pokemon's the new Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's like Raza, you know, just because you can, you don't have one doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That is exactly. true. That is true. But unlike Raza, you can actually take a picture of your Pokemon in the real world and then it's like you're there with them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Try but no, become- seriously, like this is the number one grossing franchise of all time. $92 billion as of 2019. I, I think it's a safe bet. I could be wrong. Maybe it's because it's hard when it's an Eastern theme. Cause I, I think when we think of Western themes are just all max slam dunks, right? Like even these, these cult titles that people throw out like uh, uh evil dead or big trouble in little China. I don't know what some of these other cult ones, Goonies, Goonies, 16 candles. You know what I'm saying? Like those don't hold a candle huh? to, yeah. To Pokemon and how much money they've made. So I bet you could at least make, I don't know, 500 of these with no problem. I think the cool thing about the Pokemon idea too, though, is Scott, you might be a little too old to remember Pokemon cards back in the day. Cause like I was on the cusp of being a little too old for it, but they had like magic, the gathering cards, but these are different. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I never, I, I wasn't smart enough to like, there's a, even though I'm an engineer also, there's, there's a level of like complex nerdity that I could never understand. I, I just wasn't smart enough for that. Complex fun fact nerd-ity. really quick before we tra- transition back to Amanda, Wizards of the Coast that make Magic the Gathering cards actually did the first run of Pokemon cards. Oh, there you go. So. so. Nice. Anyway, back to you. But. No, I was going to say, you know, it's I think Pokemon has a really good chance of doing well, even more than 500 units, because our generation and I'm looking at Josh more than Scott. We had these growing up. We watched the shows growing up and now our kids are in it again. Like my daughter's eight and she has probably probably three or four hundred Pokemon cards. Like I don't even I didn't even realize there were that many Pokemon now. Yeah, same with My, my son, too baby brother who's three years younger than me so i'm not telling you guys how old i am but just know that he's old enough to rent a car um and then some he still has his pokemon cards from when he was a kid and like there's just this cult following people want these cards people watch the shows they're doing the pokemon go it's bringing families together it's getting people outside it'd be a great game it, and it, you're catching things in pokeballs yes Pinball. well you, you- 
you would have to do the original 150, the, the first generation. You, you would. You would. You couldn't do, there is over 913 Pokemon with a new game coming out with more Pokemon being put into the thing. There's That's no way insane. you could include all 900 of them, and no one's going to know what the, there, there's a literal trash can with eyes and a mouth or a trash bag. Oscar the Grouch? No, it's just a Pokemon. Wow. It's literally a, a trash bag with like, like trash flowing out of it for its arms and legs. So, so they've gotten desperate. Yeah. Well, and there's an ice cream cone too with a f- eyes and a face. So y- you see what I'm saying? Like the yeah. original are iconic. We're, we're kind of getting to a point of like, I don't think these are Pokemon anymore. I think you're grasping at straws. <laughs> <laughs> they've genetically modified all of the critters known to man. We're now what is using that? inanimate objects. That is a chandelier. That is not my good sir. That is a Pokemon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, now they're just using whatever they're finding the Pokemon on on Pokemon Go. And they're like, oh, well, there's one over there on that water fountain. Well, now it's a Pokemon. Yeah. No, please stop. Do you really love Lamp? Are you just looking around the room and saying that you love Lamp? (laughs) Exactly. I have a water bottle here. We're good. Oh, boy. It'll Uh, get silly. All right. Let's try. I don't know how we're going to transition from that to this, but we're going to anyway. Did you know John Norris is looking for work? He he just recently I posted saw that. Today. So, okay. So what do you think about that? Like, tell me some John Norris games. Have you seen this, Amanda? Have you seen the layout and everything? I have not. I have been MIA because of work. So when you sent notes and I saw that, I actually meant to look it up and it kind of shocked me a little bit, but okay. Hey. All right. I just sent it over and, and Scott and I will talk about it first and then you can kind of get a sneak peek. I think it's hard in this day and age to do a street level game. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. Uh, it's, TNA is the exception to the rule. Well, TNA and TNA and Beatles are probably out, outliers, but they're kind of a niche retro feel game. And TNA is, is really all about Scott Denise's soundtrack. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a fun game. It's a party game, but it really is about the soundtrack that draws you in. And and the Beatles, that's that's a re-theme. And so yeah. they were able to modify it. And yes, even the Beatles is all about that street-level nostalgia. Do we really think there's much appetite for a street-level game? I, I don't. I don't. Because it, it costs roughly the same as a, as a standard game. And I agree with you, TNA, the soundtrack to a point. Because like play that game with the sound on and then play with it off, mm-hmm. it's weird. It, it, it we did that at Expo because someone had the sound off to a TNA and I don't know why, but we're playing this and it's like this is this is weird. It just doesn't yeah, feel it's right. Not, it's not as fun. Like the 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 sound immersion is so intrinsic to that game. So. But the other the other appeal of TNA is is also like the stilling of the locks and uh, there's kind of a brutality to that game mm-hmm. that game you can torture. find in older games. But it's like made specifically to, uh, to compete with other people for dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's the appeal of TNA. I could no. be wrong. I was gonna say I think part of the appeal with TNA too is it's a game where you don't have to know the rules very much. You prime the reactor, you make the reactor critical, you blow the reactor up. Literally, yeah. I just explained the rules to TNA too. Now go do it nine times. Yeah. You know, so it's it's got that unattainability, but Scott mm-hmm. did such a good job. That's one of my favorite games. I love street level games. I'm yes. gonna put that out there. I I love it, but would you buy that or a you know for 
6500 $7,000. Would you buy that or a Stern Pro Godzilla? Well, I mean, I don't need a Stern Pro Godzilla because I have an LE sitting in there. So, Ouch. Well, but, yeah. I mean, okay. I have a TNA. Card. Yeah, you know, let me just throw this one down there. No, but I mean, I have TNA. It's one of my favorite games. I would love a Beatles. Um, I I do like that kind of single street level layout. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of fun. It's challenging. It's different. It's neat what they can do with ramps. It's neat what they can do with bash toys and, you know, subways and whatnot. But the fact that you can put that much of a game in one one dimensional area. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of neat to do it on the plane. Now looking at this, do I think it would work? No, because it's a terrible layout that has way too much crap going on it. Wow. I, Sh- shots fired. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a terrible design. The, the problem is, is you, you can't street levels hard at our day and age. Cause it's, cause we do expect ramps. We do expect the pizzazz and the rule set and whatnot. I think if you can do a street level game at like, a really competitive price, like a super competitive price, it might have appeal. But looking at this design, I've kind of stared at it off and on again through the day. It's not bad. Like, I think it could be really fun. But like I said, I think the problem is, is we've progressed to the point of can street level games that are brand new out of the box really compete with everything else that's out on the market? Even yeah. for a startup company, I just look at look at Pinball Mafia. They made the Mafia Pinball or Team is it Team Pinball? Team Pinball that made Mafia. There we go. Uh, did they even sell a hundred? Did they even sell twenty? I think they sold ten. Yeah, I just I don't know if there's much competition or there's much demand for it. And like I said, with Beatles, it was Beatles, and they yeah, didn't yeah. even sell the nineteen sixty six. I think they finally did. What four years later? Yeah, it it was a slow burn, absolutely. So I, well, it shocked us when Jim Kamikawa came on our show, and he's like, "Were there still some available?" And and even people in the pinball community was like, "Wait, well, what?" I yeah, I I bought one when when that came out. I was like, you know, I really want one. Uh, so okay, so when I'm looking at this game, yes, it feels very much like a a 1977 era game. Like it's it's on that early solid state em transition it's it could be it's it's really hard because when you're looking at the layout you don't really know how it will play but i'm just wondering i think it would fit well in that era but i just don't know if it could commercially can compete when when you could buy a genie for two thousand dollars i find it interesting that a lot of the shots don't actually come back at the flippers everything has been actually shifted so it shoots out to the those the edge of the pinball like the outlanes it's not outlanes yeah. because there's well, like okay but that's kind of how those games were though and you you really had to nudge them to get it you didn't really have much safe returns you had always had that risk of it going to the outlane yeah but if i want that i'm gonna buy a board game you know mm-hmm. but if you're looking at this they're almost all safe returns except for like the far even the far left orbit comes and it goes by that power scoop and it, it aims towards like there's spots that catch it and kind of bring it back to your flippers. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I mean, he now this isn't John Norris's first game. So Correct. I mean, I, I actually had to look up John Norris because I wasn't as familiar with his, his work. However, I'm just going down the ones that I, I certainly have heard of bad girls, lights, camera action, um, cactus, Jack surf and safari, super Mario brothers, street fighter two, Gladiators. Arguably, those 
those are all some of the best Gottlieb games made. Uh, yeah, Rescue Nine One One, Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street, Shack Attack, Big Hurt. Okay, you need I to stop now because. Well, no, and okay, and, and and I don't want to be a downer here, but I would say that none of these are really. They're not grand slams. They're not great. They're they're not amazing yeah. games, and so I think it would be different if you had someone who had more success um, with selling games to be able to say, hey, I'm going to try this thing out then that people should take a shot on. But all of those games, I mean, we've all played them, but I don't know of any of those that say, wow, I really want to have this in my home. And so it's uh, that's where I feel it's uh, it's risky to take uh, to take a risk for any machine, any pinball company out there to try to manufacture this. So I don't think it's going to happen. Do you think that we've become overly spoiled in the past three or four years with just, there's been a lot of games that have come out and there have been a lot of them that are very good. Yeah. They're fun yeah. shooters. They have great layouts. There's toys, there's gimmicks, there's mechs, there's sounds and lights and all of the, you know, we're just so involved in these games now. I wonder if TNA would have sold all of its units if it came out today versus when Scott released it or spooky released it, you know, after Scott designed it. Right. We're uh, spoiled I, now. I think, I think it still would have, but Tour de France is not going to have that same sort of like auditory immersion that TNA had. Right. And so it could, it could, this is just a design and he has suggested what okay, the theme should be. What could you, Sure. What could what theme could you possibly put? Like, what music could you possibly put with this layout to say it's re- relevant? Ooh, Bon Jovi. Oh, but uh, Bon Jovi's not <laughs> French. Yeah. Uh, okay. Unless they get Daft Punk, which it, are French. Yeah. Um, to actually come back into a Champs uh, Champs Elysees, the Tour de France um, soundtrack, then maybe. I don't see why not putting doth punk to this i think a good music based pin and, and and this claims it's very fast uh playing i think you you do some good techno music with fast playing i, I, I don't know i think you're, you're good to go i just the okay but the tour de france okay i i'm just going off the theme the whole reason why the tour de france wasn't was a big thing in addition to lance armstrong but it was a you would put it on TV and you would see these amazing helicopter flybys all over France. I mean, it felt like a travel video. Yeah. You were just seeing all these breathtaking landscapes from France, but you know, I don't know how that translates to this. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Like I said, it's just the theme that he slapped on it. He claims there should be 19 modes in it. I think if a startup company bought this and rethemed it to something that's, uh, Maybe more contemporary. Maybe it has a fighting chance. I just, I don't know. Maybe so. it's deep roots comeback game. Ooh. Maybe. Absolutely. Maybe. So if you're looking for someone to hire, if you want to design, it's got low bomb. That's what it says. He's look, looking for, looking for a job, looking for yep. something. So that would be so, something. So I, that low bomb thing gets me though. Is it low bomb as in truly a low bomb or is it going to be low bomb as in this is going to cost you what a Stern pro costs? Three years ago. Right. Define low build of materials. Absolutely. Yeah. 
low bomb street level playfield. It's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I wish him all the success in the world. Um, this is not something that I'm interested in. So yeah. I, I don't know, Josh, you interested, Amanda, you interested? Uh, no. I, probably not. No. Yeah. Like I said, it's so hard to compete with what's out there right now. I, you know, we always talk about pinball transitioned like in the late seventies or the eighties when it went solid state. And then you transition again from the DMD from the late eighties to the early nineties. And then you've got, you know, the newer stuff when Stern happened in the 2000s. I really feel like we've hit a transition and the rest of the industry is trying to catch up at this point. I think for how much you can buy a street level game for doesn't compare to buying it new out of the box. You know what I'm saying? Like you can still get stars. You can still get meteor for under two grand. Um, depending if you have it shipped and whatnot. And if you want a new street level, you can buy Beatles. Yeah. Or TNA because mm-hmm. Spooky's always threatened to remake those, but they're floating around too. It's it's not super hard to get a, a hands on a TNA. Right. So, You'd be surprised when we got ours. I we struggled to find one. We really did. Yep. I want to talk about definitely one more thing. Haggis. I'm excited for them. They've shipped a couple games now. Yep. Fathom showing up. I know I've got plenty of friends that have gotten their Celts. They are loving them. I I'm actually kind of jealous because our friend Steven Strom who lives down in Vegas now, got his Celts, and that thing looks super sweet. I know. And, I, I want to go crash his house. Uh, yeah. Just knock, I, 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 Steve may not let me in, but Doreen will. Yeah, exactly. So um, I know there's some hesitation out there. People are kind of getting like a little concerned about Haggis putting out product. I don't see a problem. Uh, and they're comparing them to other startup companies. Deep Root never made a machine. So like it's hard to compare okay, when... Deep Root wasn't a real company. Okay. Okay. So let, let's just throw Deep Root out. Uh, the other companies that are actual real companies made an honest attempt. Yes. And yeah. with Haggis, they made Celts. And yes, this was a a first. It was an excellent first run thing. And then they have the uh, the Fathom remake. I'm super excited to play the Fathom remake. I want to put my hands a... on one. It looks great. Yeah. In- and fingers crossed, if everything works out, hopefully we'll see them at Expo. Because I know we'll be there. Yes. But, I mean, Damien's got an enthusiasm for this. And I get I get like he was very, very transparent at the beginning. How many times a week can you really come back on and say, hey, we're still facing the same problems everyone else is? People are still having a rough time getting cars. Like I talked to a guy two weeks ago that went to go get a truck. And they're like, well, we don't have the chip to do like the adaptive cruise control. And he's like, I don't care. I just want my car. Mm-hmm. well, we don't have this chip to do this. And he's like, I don't care. I just want my car. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's not just pinball that's being affected. We're still seeing this this problem of people not getting their product. Yeah. I mean, that's part of why Stern pushed back their cornerstone. Is It's just they've got parts in-house that they can finish these products. And anyhow. Well, you're not going to ship something out that says, hey, we have 98% of your car. We don't have the steering wheel, but everything else is fine. So just throw a vice grip on it's it. It's fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Because that went so well with Magic Girl. <laughs> again, again, not a real company. <laughs> not a real company. But I guess if you compare it to what Andrew Highway with Highway Pinball, uh, okay. Big Lebowski. It was a real company, but that was inept. Yeah, Big Lebowski, again, real company, but they were inept. So I, I don't see any of that with Haggis. It seems that 
they're going through a typical, standard, difficult time getting things out the door. But they see, from what it seems like, then they're they really are making an attempt to make good on all their promises. Yeah, and they haven't failed. In my in my opinion, they haven't failed yet because they're still putting product out. Right. Exactly. And, and they actually have a, a legitimate viable improvable reason why they haven't had game ship out at the rate they would and it's something that is affecting stern jersey mm-hmm. jack spooky so i mean it's not like they're saying oh well uh uh we we're gonna put it up with the dog ate the cord power yeah. cord we gotta we gotta reweave the power cord and yep. then we'll get it out yeah you know, these are legit issues like everybody's facing them right now well and honestly let's let's talk about this just for a split second how many of the companies out there have actually produced a game during COVID time? So March 2020 to now, we got American that did Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously Stern, which Stern put out a bunch. Stern, Stern put really, out a bunch, but it, it's you can't Stern is in their own category. Like and, they really are. Them, They're in their own category. How much are they backlogged right now? Yeah, I mean, I've heard yeah. estimates upwards of twenty thousand games. Yeah, which wouldn't which surprise me really. That, yeah, I don't know how true those are, me. but that's huge. Yeah. JJP did Guns N' Roses. Was that before or after COVID? That was pre-COVID. That was in December of 19 that that came out, was it not? Yep. I mean, American did do Legends of Valhalla, but that's also another, like, that was already kind of pre-made. Like, I don't know how much you attribute to that. You had Halloween and Ultraman come out. Yeah, so Spooky did their thing. But even Spooky said they saw the writing on the wall and was already ordering parts for Halloween and Ultraman well in advance before they even started making them because they knew they were going to run into issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then, I mean, you have multimorphic that had some games come out. Um, but they also, you know, they're so dependent on all of those electronics, even more so than some of the other manufacturers. They did have a warehouse on them. We have a multimorphic, um, a P3 system that's on order that we ordered at Expo last year. We don't have it yet because they're facing the same issues that everybody else is. Yeah. So I just, I have a hard time looking at Haggis and saying, well, they're not, they're not delivering on what they said they do when all the other companies are kind of having a hard time to deliver mm-hmm. as well. But they yeah. are delivering product. Yes. Mm-hmm. And th- that's the thing to remember. They are delivering product. I'm seeing some of the stuff that goes around and I just, I, I, I don't fully understand it. I don't know. Like, was it Dennis and, and Zach that talked about toxic positivity on, on a pinball show? Like, few months back and i'm like i get like being too positive that is a bad thing as well but i and being realistic is not a bad thing either like yeah taking the good with yeah. the bad so see i don't listen to their negative crap so i know golly <laughs> I, I listen I to it on guys. two times speed and so dennis sounds like a chipmunk i'm surprised that's not in your contract like you're allowed to be with us but you have to listen to the pinball right. show they pipe it through my google play speakers mm-hmm. um every night at very loud volumes. I And if I fall asleep before the show's over, somehow they've m- fixed my lights to where they start blinking on and off. I am literally one episode away from developing epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's part of the indoctrination. It is. It is. It's the TPN cult. So. Yes. so to wrap it up, no toxic positivity or negativity. We're all realistic here. We're all good. We're all we good. don't get our own opinion. We're in the media. Okay. Gosh dang it. You're 100% middle of the road all the time. Okay. I will say though, um, I am positive that I got an awesome, uh, or at least I ordered a, an awesome Godzilla logo sign for a mod. 
the Tokyo the, Neon mod. The Tokyo Neon mod. mod. Yes. And this thing looks crazy. Did you get this too, Amanda? Um, my husband is getting one for Father's Day. Nice. Oh. And it may be Father's Day of next year, depending on how long it's right. Takes yeah, I was like, well, there's, <laughs> there's lots of options there. Could uh, be for the next ten years, but that's fine. Happy anniversary, you know babe. We've been married fifteen. You get it for twenty. <laughs> it's funny because, like, I was looking at this. I'm like, I don't want. I don't want to spend money on this. Like, and then well, it's funny because okay. he's like, we're going to only do two fifty. I'm like, well, now that you've put a cap. Okay, on well, it. okay, I'll do it. So with you, how fast they were selling out. You got like, the well, LE. Get, yeah, yeah. I was like, I better get in on this. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. It, it's funny that I went from like, I'm not spending money on this to like, oh crap, I better not miss the boat on this. Like, mm-hmm. the FOMO is real. Well, oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So I'm actually looking at the list and it says, let's see, 18 left before the run is capped. And then there's 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. And there's loser kid right there. Yeah. Put me on the list at nine. And it was like, okay, everybody above is in 10 spots left. And then I'm the next one on there. But it was funny because we were, we're in a chat with Triple Drain, Joel and Travis and Tom. I'm like, no, they're like, are you going to get this? I'm like, no, I just, I can't justify it. And then the next thing I know, yeah, I'm, on the, yeah, I'm on the list. And even Tom said, yeah, I, I, I'm getting it. Actually, I, I think I sent it to you guys because Steve Govea sent it to me. He's like, hey, check this out. I'm like, that is pretty awesome. And within, and thank you, Steve, because within like 30 seconds of you sending it to me, I was on the list. Well, and he also said that he's going to try to start working on the signs in the back as well. The ones that tell you like bridge is lit and yeah. start battle and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm like, well, if you're going to make it all matching, I better matchy you know, matchy. Like, yeah. I better make it all matchy. So just think ladies and gentlemen, for the price of a mod, you can donate to learning solutions and Absolutely. make a difference in a child's life. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll be doing both. Okay. I'll be doing both. <laughs> all right. Last topic. And then we're going to wrap this up. Okay. Uh, Gomez came out and said he's doing, oh, sorry. He did not say he was doing James Bond. I apologize. Mm-mm. He said he's doing Steve Ritchie's design, which they scrapped Steve Ritchie's design and he's doing it from the ground up. Yeah. The rumor is, this is the rumor people. Mm-hmm. I need, I need quotes around rumor. <laughs> you, you thieving hungry people for rumors yeah. is that it's, it's bond. Yes. No. Does that sound good to anyone? I know David Dennis is like, Yes. Um, give, give me Gomez. Give me frothing Bond. at the mouth about this. I know he's what he sold a game like last year to get on the list. Okay, I I I'll be the first to say I'm James Bond is one of those themes that can be problematic. Yeah, and I would say that I even said the same thing about Elvira when Elvira came out, and I thought, ah, this is you're you are. Um, selling uh, sex appeal in modern era. So is that, is that okay? Um, James Bond, there's certainly eras in James Bond, right? So the classic one is Sean Connery. And then you have the Roger Moore days. And then you have the two Timothy Dalton days and you have the Pierce Brosnan Pierce days. Brosnan, yeah. yeah but Those th- are so bad. I see where Austin cool. Powers came from. When oh, they made no, <laughs> I, I, it's in actually GoldenEye was okay. But um, and but then you basically James uh, Jason Bourne films came out, and all of the Daniel Craig ones are basically Jason Bourne films. Um, but that was Daniel Craig was how James Bond was in the books. Okay, so I, I haven't read the books, and, and the so, book. but the only way that they could possibly go with this theme is they could either 
go with the Daniel Craig version, which is the current one that just wrapped up, or you can go with the Sean Connery one. I think that most people would prefer the classic Sean Connery one. But with that, you have some some very dated stereotypes, um, cultural stereotypes that are in there that would be challenging to implement uh, because it is very much the the male fantasy from the 1960s. And I think it would be challenging to be able to implement that with uh, like threading that needle of walking that line of what's what's nostalgic versus what is inappropriate. I can kind of agree with that. Yeah, I think I think the safest bet just go with Daniel Craig and then you don't have you go to Jason Bourne and. Well, in from a female perspective on this, if you if you do the Sean Connery version, you were going from a stereotyped, politically incorrect, sex appeal murderer to the Daniel Craig version, which is almost borderline sociopathic, provocateur, sex appeal murderer. Like, (laughs) so which which poison do you want? And I, this is coming from somebody who loves James Bond. I don't want to see it on a pinball game, though. But, I mean, I love Gomez games. So, yeah. I, you know. Okay, at that so, point in time, just have Keith bring Archer back. I was oh, going to say, well, go. look at what Keith did with Godzilla. Like, honestly, Godzilla, those movies yeah. are, what, 75% dialogue and story and 25% fighting? And that game is seriously all Godzilla fighting. Like, there's... Okay, but yeah, yeah Godzilla, but Godzilla is the definition of a, a C D list title that was elevated yeah. to A list status by the designer. But my um, point being is is you don't have to incorporate some of those stereotypes and stuff like that. You could still focus on the gadgets the and gadgets, like the yeah. coolness and the, the gunfights. Which would you know be a lot more like Mandalorian, right? Where you're building yeah. you're building yeah. your armor, yeah. you're, you're you have Q Q you and you have the, yeah. the watch. Yeah, you could definitely do it. It's the theme itself is not something I'm interested in, but I am interested to see what George Gomez is going to do with it. Yeah. And then the other question is, if you base it off of the Daniel Craig Bond, who is going to be M? Is it going to be Ralph Fiennes or what is it? Ralph Fiennes or is it going to be Dame Judy, Judy Dench? Ooh. I, you know, I, I'd have to go with Judy Dench on that one. I would love, oh, that would be a great M. Could you imagine her telling you, is that what you call pinball? Yes. Get out there and do better, Bond. Yes. What, having Judy Dench do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she'd be great. And she, she's one of, like, talk about stage presence. She is one that could stare you down quickly. Yeah. Yes. Time will tell. It sounds like we are all Amanda's are in on an Elliot sounds like. Uh, no, mm-hmm. no, I would. I still wouldn't own it. And the other thing, too, is Daniel Craig has swore off ever playing James Bond again. So he what really salty in the it last five years hard after, after the last one. Um, yeah, well, I wasn't going to give away any spoilers. And he did. Okay, get if you haven't seen the movie by now, he died. He died. Then, yeah, but there was. I haven't seen the movie Guess what? Darth Vader is Luke's father. Oh, my God. Did you know That's that winter already came and then it months. springs? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the hobbits made it back to the Shire. Just oh in case goodness. anybody missed that part. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it'll be interesting. So it sounds like we have to see it first. Which... Yeah. It, this is a, I, I'm really interested to see it. Um, 
I love what George Gomez does because he has Deadpool's amazing. Yeah. Like Deadpool is so much fun. It's such and, a good game. And he did a great job with Beatles too. I I know that there are there there is again, it's a different game, and I like it because it is different than the other ones. But yeah, it's it's certainly I love what George does. So Well, in the words of TPN correspondent Craig Bobby, we're just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah. Yep. Well, if you want to go on the pinball profile tour, oh wait, that's not our show. Oh. But if you do want to do that, go to Pinball Profile's Facebook page. Go join Teolis at a tournament and and tell him the loser kids told you to go, and then he will harass you for it. So, uh, Amanda, tell us more about your show before I say something more stupid stuff. I don't know if I could top that right there. Um, no, come check us out. We're on the Pinball Network Free Play Pinball Podcast. You can reach out to us. We have a baseball face. Oh my, baseball face page. A yeah. baseball page. Apparently, yes. No, we have a Facebook page, Free Play Pinball Podcast. We would love for you to join our shenanigans, or you can email us at freeplaypinballpodcast at gmail and check out some of the other awesome content creators on the Pinball Network, streamers, podcasters, whatever you're into. We can do it as long as it involves pinball. You want it, they got it. That should be your slogan. No joke. World domination. Of- yes. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us, we are Lose a Kid Pinball Podcast. We are at gmail.com. If you type that in, Lose a Kid Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. You can get us an email if you'd like to. People are still asking about the hats. We're still working on them. Sorry. We are affected by COVID as well, apparently. I did not know this was a thing, but I have learned in the last couple of months that yes, it is hard to get a hold of hats for some odd reason. Uh, besides that, if you want to get a hold of us on the socials, there is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, all at Loser Kid Pinball. But I do appreciate, like I said, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. You don't oh. know how much I appreciate you and your husband. And for all the help, that you, all the calls that you, we, we went on and, and, and you've helped me work through some of this stuff already for flipping the script. I, I'm excited. I can't wait for the, this shenanigans to assume, assume, uh, ensue at Expo. I am just an honor. It's, it's an honor to be a part of it. Um, you know, you guys are great friends and, and anything we can do to help out. So I'm stoked. I cannot wait until we get to hang out again in October to do something like this. It's going to be so cool. And then Scott. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I was... <laughs> He's asleep. I was, I, was, I was looking at the uh, thread and I was trying to find the follow-up that said uh, the back signs were getting made too. But yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hanging out at uh, Pinball Expo and we'll see everybody soon. Why would you not want to miss this this tangential chaos with us? Yeah. Dude, this is like a bottle rocket with a stick pulled off. We're just going in frantic energy with no sense of direction. It's fine. We'll uh, figure it out. I guess we'll see you in two weeks. See ya. Bye. We'll cut that part out.